millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash news ad free. That's Amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. What is going on everybody? My name is Karalala. Welcome to the week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hair podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news and just generally having a bit of a chit chat about all things film. As always, I'm joined by a partner in crime, Mr. Shaw Amin. Shot, how is it going? It's going so well, Connor. You would not believe how well it's going. On a right scale of one to ten, how well? Are Fourteen. We that seems like a lot more than ten. Yeah, it's off the charts. This is a very high energy we're going to start off. Impossible to maintain. I don't think. Imagine for the whole hour. We're all. We're just this. We're just go for this. I would be so tired. I'm already tired. <laughs> I'm still a little sick. Yeah, you are, you're still recovering from the still, Hero Zero flu you're going oh, through. Oh, just uh, absolutely Hero Zero flu. But you want to do something at the very start of the show, Sean? Yeah, I just want to give a quick shout out to all of our patrons over on Patreon because they make it real easy to keep the show going mm-hmm. and to just go, get the things we need. Yeah. It's very nice of them to support them. So I'd like to thank uh, Alexander Williams, Kira Lawler, Ed Ball, Heather Lewis, Joe Burney, Ray Ging, Roisin Halley and Ryan Evanson. Thank you guys. Thank you all so, so much for your continued support. Exactly. Um, uh, yeah, if you would like to join, if anyone would like to join that list, uh, there is a link to our patron in the description. Don't feel pressured. Just tell one human being we exist. That's the true story. Okay. Now back to the ad hoc duties. Ad hoc duties. <laughs> Have you been writing CVs recently or something? <laughs> I said a Friday as well. I said a Friday. Um, no. So, this is Movie Monday, Sean, and there's only really one place to start in the big, massive world of movies. New Mutants released a trailer last week. Good God! Yes! So... No, we all thought it was dead. We were all laughing at it. And then it was back. 
And yeah. then it was dead again. And now, April 3rd. And forever, I thought it would be, you know, it's actually uh, April 10th in Ireland. Oh, fuck. Yeah, no, you had to wait an extra seven days for that sweet, sweet new mutants goo. The Mew Newton. The Goo Mutants. <laughs> the Goo Mutants. So, New Mutants is a movie that the original trailer dropped October 2017. Yeah, it is. It was meant to come out 2018. Then it got. It's now 2020. It was, then it got pushed back to 2019 to accommodate for Deadpool 2, because they didn't want to put two X Men kind of based things out in the same year. Then they realised X Men The Dark Phoenix was coming out in 2019. Got pushed back again. Yeah, it did. Then it got basically taken off the the schedule because uh, Fox was bought out by Disney. And now it's back. And they've released the trailer. And Sean, this is our first view of this movie in about three fucking years. Yeah. So please, give me your impressions straight off the bat. The New Mutants ch- trailer. I, if you haven't seen it, go watch it because we will probably just talk about random scenes. Yeah. No context. Don't worry about it. Please. Okay. Have the floor. This very much feels like a trailer from three years ago. <laughs> Is this the first trailer again? <laughs> and we forgot. Yeah, well, because it does the thing that it, it was very uh, appropriate, not appropriate, very common, like 2016, 2017, of you get a song, you slow it down, oh. and make it just vocals for a bit. Yeah, it's creepy. So you have uh, Pink Floyd's The Wall. Yes. And, like, good song. But like they're really leaning into this being a it's all about kids and not conforming this movie look though what I seen was uh, it's creepy as fuck yeah was my first impression it uh, is much creepier than the last trailer it's a horror X-Men movie yeah really which is, I think is what they were going for and they were going for that because they wanted Logan to be a western yeah that they'd all that they'd have different Genres because Deadpool is a comedy, really. Yeah, so Deadpool would be the comedy, Logan is the old western. This would have been the horror genre of the X Men universe, yes. And I think that, like, that would have been really cool if you have a whole setup, but as of now, it's just a horror X Men movie that's coming out, and I don't think people will associate Deadpool and Logan with this in any way. Yeah, and like, if, if they're going for this tone, they need to match that tone. Through the whole movie. Yeah. They can't suddenly decide they want to have Deadpool comedy in this. I The one line I have in relation to this, and I think you'll like it, I've put yeah. a lot of work into this. Yeah. <clears throat> Everyone just take a moment. This is The Breakfast Club meets It. Boom. Oh, very Boom. good. <laughs> very good. Meets One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. No. Oh, I tried to join in. Improv, no. <laughs> yeah, it is a it is a bit of that. that. Like it's all these misfits from different backgrounds. Yeah, and they have their fears, and they're being played out they in all, front of them. They have to face a fear. They have to face the fear. Their real greatest fear is themselves. Yeah, but also rockets. <laughs> rockets. <laughs> like we did. I don't know what it is about this trailer compared to the last one, but like we see more spooky goings on. But it also feels like something is specifically doing it. That it's not just like a haunted house. It's her. It, it's it, um, the main character. Uh, what's her name? Maisie uh, Williams' character, Wolfsman. No, Danielle uh, Mooster. Yeah, Bo- what's what's that character's name in X Men? I think that's her name. But sh- her power is that she can create the fear of other people. All oh, right. Okay. And it brings them to life. Interesting. Okay. And I I think the idea would be that she doesn't know that that's her power. Yeah. Until about halfway through, and you realize, oh, it's me causing all this. And then what did they do about and that? And then what? They'd have to kill her. Yeah. Shoot her straight in the face. Yeah. Get, get that completely out of the way. The, um, and this, 
Is it a hospital? Would you call it that? It's like a creepy hospital where they all. It's the setting of every horror movie ever. Yeah. Um, Isolated place, big fields, big yeah, house, big force field around it. Yeah, the force field thing. Is this another? Is it in the Logan universe that, that mutants are being kidnapped? That's what I'm thinking. Like, I don't. If it's mutants being kidnapped and then they're trying to cure mutants, because there's a lot in this trailer about, oh, you're going to stay here until you get better. Yeah. Which... When do you get better? Yeah, and genuinely, like, in the X-Men universe, that means... Until you're not a mutant anymore. Which, until we take your powers. Yeah. Because that's why she even says, like, we have to test your power level to see how good you are, like, to see how we can help you. I think the exact words is, we need to check how powerful you... We need to check how powerful you are so that we can then help you. We know what we're dealing with. Yeah, and we see... We see a kind of a demonstration on everyone's characters, really? Yeah, there's a little bit like, of everyone. Yeah, no, nothing too much. No. Overall, I don't think this is a terribly bad trailer. No, I think I think this is a lot better than we thought it would be. Yeah, and it, maybe they've picked the best three minutes out of the 90. Yes, you could, you could say that. But also, maybe this movie's going to be fucking amazing, Sean. Why well, stop being a hater and just imagine the fact that this movie could win an Oscar. See, it, best movie ever. Best movie ever. Yeah. See, it's, it's going to be bittersweet because no matter how well this movie does, I don't think we'll ever see anything more of these characters portrayed by these actors. <laughs> no. Everyone in this movie is 17 years older than they were when they filmed this fucking movie. That's, like, that's the thing as well, is that it's, it might be weird to see, you know, Maisie Williams from three, four years ago. Well, she has to do a press tour for this. And she's going to look like an actual human. Yeah, like we talked about woman. this. So, like, they're all going to be older now. Yeah. It's, oh, it's going to be so weird. <laughs> yeah. The Graham Norton couch is going to be. <laughs> oh, no, that's going to... Do you think this is going to get a Graham Norton couch? I don't think it's going to get that many. I think you it'll get one of them. Do you think they'll put as much of a publicity push behind this? Um, see, there's the thing. It's the idea of, do they just want this out? And I think what they've done is, I think this movie's not very good. Mm. And they want it out, but they weren't going to put it out and not make it look half decent. So they, people at Disney or whatever, have put it all into getting this trailer to look... F- just take the best fucking three minutes we have. Yeah. And let's put it in this trailer. If we get two more people to go see this movie... We can make our money back. Well, look, we'll see it. We'll, we will have to go see it for this, yes. Yeah. Uh, but it looks creepy, Sean. I'm scared. I'm a big scared boy. You can go during the day. Okay. Bring a torch into the cinema with you. <laughs> and your blanket. And, and, a, and a mug of hot cocoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all you need. But, like, what if what if scary things happen? What are we meant to do? Like, scream? Yelp? Scream really loud, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's nah, how maybe, I scream. Maybe a bit quieter than that. I mean, you're in a cinema, Connor. Get it together. <laughs> Fuck's sake, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> like, see, is I want to see, is, is there a rating on this movie yet? Uh, there's no rating, but I'm assuming it's PG-13. Over. No, it would be more than that. I don't, you think so? I No, I think this is, um, it's, if it's not R-rated, it's the one below that. Is there one below that in I, in, in Ireland, it's like 16s. Yeah. I don't know what the one below that is in America. Okay, fair enough. The uh, I I doubt I hired I they wouldn't go R on it would they? They might though. Like they might go R just to say fuck you. Like let's go R. Let's go because originally it was meant to be an R movie. Yeah, it was meant to be a fucking scare, a proper like horror. Yeah, and so I think they will still lean into that. Yeah, but now that Disney own it, I actually don't know if it's an actual proper R movie. I think probably we should Google that. Could you Google that for me very quickly? I, I will, of course. Just because like it actually. I think it needs to be an R movie to get the most out of it. 
I think you're right because it's certainly like some of the best horrors we've ever seen have been R. Mm. Like uh, Get Out and A Quiet Place and Us. They've been R's. Like you need you need uh, an R rating but also the R rating could give them the excuse to just be gory for the sake of being gory and you don't want that either. That's true. I think you would need tension more so than you need gore. Sorry, I googled New Mutants rating. Yeah. And it's just a bunch of reviews. <laughs> Already? And the top one says, I haven't seen it yet, but what the hell? <laughs> Gonna take a leap of faith and recommend it anyway. <laughs> um, New Mutants. What What would you call it? Uh, parental guidance. Parental guidance. <laughs> this is not great audio in any Look, way. I'm trying you, my have, best, have you, man. Have you Googling? Let's just... The film will be receiving a PG-13 rating. Fuck off. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's got the Disney effect. The Disney, yeah. Disney have got their hands on this. this I, I think they're worried it won't make any money. So if they it's already as broad an audience as possible. I still don't think it's not going to make it. I still think it's going to make no money. I, yeah. I don't think... There's not even the morbid curiosity no. at this point. It's I, just going to tank. I think, I think that even though me and you watched this trailer, we said, that's not a bad trailer. No, not a bad trailer at all. Great cast. It's a great cast, and it's it's a good it's a good trailer for what you have. Yeah. But I still think it's going to tank, because I, I don't think there's any interest in this movie yeah. at all. And especially an X-Men movie. People do not give a shit about X-Men. Anymore. Anymore. Until Marvel rebooted in about two years, and then yeah. everyone's like, wow, it's amazing again. Right now, you're in the dead zone between... Dark Phoenix and Apocalypse. Yeah, after like you them. peaked at Logan. Yeah, and even that wasn't an X Men movie. No, they they were trying to, but it also that had nostalgia on its side. Yeah, of like the previous movies. Whereas if you're going new characters, new mutants, literally. Yeah, like that's. I don't think that's going to get people in. I and even me, I'm not really that interested in this movie. No, we're going to see it for this. Yeah, but as a as an actual concept, I'm like. I think you're like five years too late. Yeah, and I think if this had come out when it was meant to come out, I still I think, think it was it, three years too late. <laughs> but I think it might have had a fighting chance. Yeah. Now I think it's like nail is in the coffin already. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so that's the new mutants trailer. Uh, we're moving on to our next piece of news, and that is the new Star Wars saga, the next Star Wars movie saga. Yeah, we're already on to the next one. Just. Put everything else behind us. Fuck it. Don't worry about it. We covered the last one. We did. People were saying we were too, you know... Middle of the road? Middle of the road. But I say that's our niche. Is that... Yeah, we... I don't know how to describe it. I think being middle of the road is worse than hating it. Yeah. I uh, know. Uh, yeah, I... We we don't care enough yeah. <laughs> to dislike it. Exactly, yeah. You didn't pull me in. Which is a sadder reflection yeah. of a Star Wars movie, I think. Yeah, I personally, I'm on. I'm more towards the side of liking it than not liking it. I had only seen the movie... Uh, sorry, we're talking about, obviously, The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Uh, I had only seen the movie once when I did a review, and having seen it a second time, I am more against it now. I was even kind of... I was against it then. You are. But even now, I'm just like, ah, lads. Okay. I don't know. Well, I think, we can't be friends anymore. I think The Last Jedi will age better than The Rise of Skywalker. So. I'm well, putting that, it out there. We'll have to wait and see, won't we? I don't have strong feelings about either of them, but I think The Last Jedi might... R- like, if someone slags the fourth wings, I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. But the other two, I don't care. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Um, so the next Star Wars movie saga will reportedly be set in the High Republic era. Yeah. Sean, what is the High Republic era? High Republic er- era is 
I th- oh, what is it? it's 400 years 400 years before uh, the story we've seen yes before like the Skywalkers and everything like that Darth Bane would be a big figure and Yoda is active as a Jedi but not as the wizened old figure fans would recognise yeah this is, we would be seeing Yoda probably in his peak if he Ooh. does show up but uh, I think Darth Bane was earlier than this it says Darth Bane would be a big figure oh, okay, in the report then. fair enough so if you have Yoda Prime Yoda is a way to get people in. That's it. Well, he'd be like the one familiar face, other than maybe Maz Kanata or something like that. He'd be the one familiar yeah. face. <laughs> the, uh, if Darth Bane's in it, that's going to be class, because my timeline is all fucked up. But uh, Darth Bane established the Sith rule of two. Okay. So he established that there... Okay, bit of background. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Everyone buckle in. So uh, the, the Sith, um, Sith used to have a whole empire, and much like the Jedi Order... There were Sith Masters and Sith Apprentices, and there were fucking heaps of them running around. Mm. So, uh, there's this guy called Darth Bane. He started studying, he became a Sith. He started studying the old teachings of the Sith. Started studying, like, uh, Darth Nihilus and Darth Revan and everyone like that. Um, Old Sith Masters. The best of the best. Yeah, and he came to the conclusion that the Sith were better in the shadows, Mm. where no one knew about them, and they could slowly climb to power over generations and centuries. Like an Illuminati kind of situation. Kinda. So what Bane did, what Darth Bane did is he killed every Sith. Hmm. He killed everyone in the Sith temple. By himself? By himself. And So uh, he must have been like the best Sith as oh, well. Oh, he was unreal. Like he was a tank, but he was also super strong in the force. Right, okay. Um, And so Darth Bane then took on one apprentice. D- sorry, Darth Bird. Bird. <laughs> took on one apprentice and he you was like, adopted the darkness <laughs> I was born and raised by absolutely <laughs> same character Tom same Hardy's ca- playing Darth Bane confirmed <laughs> just put a lightsaber in Tom Hardy's hand <laughs> it's Bane he'd be a pretty good Darth Bane actually, actually fucking yeah. hell you said he was a tank yeah Darth Bane um, and so Bane decided there would be the Sith rule of two there would be a master and an apprentice eventually the apprentice would get strong enough to kill the master and then you just repeat it and then you just repeat that over and over and over again mm. and they worked this up until like Palpatine what spoilers I guess uh, Palpatine <laughs> became ruler of the entire galaxy how is that a spoiler for Star Wars <laughs> just putting it out there right. you, what yeah serious yeah. when did that come up Oh, it's fairly heavily. 1977 featured. or like in the prequels? In the prequels, prequels. prequels. Yeah, no, I didn't expect him to be evil in the prequels, even though he was like a talker like this. <laughs> and Ian McDermott looks like he does. <laughs> yeah. The uh, but that's uh, that's the story of Darth Bane. Um, I honestly thought this was going to be an old Republic movie. Yeah, which would have been Darth Revan and everyone like that. It says High Republic era. Okay. So, well, if Old Republic would also be Revan, which would be great. Yeah. Um, but High Republic era, they say specifically Darth Bane and Yoda. Okay, cool. Um, I'm on board. They also, but they also say that there could be standalone efforts, but they interconnect in different ways. So it wouldn't just be a saga of one, two, three within the space of five years. Yeah. You might have a Rogue One situation, and then you might have a different Rogue One, but like set. 20 or 30 years apart in a different story yeah which you could technically then do High Republic era then go to Old Republic era you're, you're giving yourself way more scope this way I think yeah you, you just take a moment in time 
go into that for that one movie and then come out with that. Yeah, and don't set it over the course of 90 years but or whatever what if, Star Wars is. But, sorry, um, just halfway through this movie, Yoda will have to go, I'm Yoda. Yoda Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> oh! See, see, the Yoda thing is going to be weird because uh, George Lucas never wrote a backstory for Yoda. When did they write the backstory for Yoda? Like, and it was since Yoda's inception, it's right. just been... Uh, he's just there he's strong with the force there's some comics that say like he has a master he had a master before mm. but um like you don't we don't know what yoda's race is we don't know where they come from and with the amount of like baby yodas and everything like you know like the in the mandalorian it seems like we're getting close to just having a yoda fucking origin yeah you know like um they had the kenobi series coming out with Disney Plus. Yeah. Do you think we'll end up with a Yoda series? I I could see it. Mm. Do you know? Or certainly, I maybe even a comic or something like so that. So Kathleen Kennedy came out and she says that they're going to be starting moving away from trilogies okay. for the moment, which is good. Yes. Uh, so she said, what we've been focused on the last five or six years is finishing the family saga around the Skywalkers. Now it is time to start thinking about how to segue to something new and different. I think that it gives us a more open-ended view of storytelling and doesn't lock us into the three-act structure that we've been locked in for the last... <laughs> so, the solid three-act structure we got fair, in the last one. They didn't even do a fucking three-act structure because no. they wrote every act at one or the other. Yeah. That's not how you write story your, arc works. Just, lads, I know I said it before, but it might be a bold strategy to write the three-act structure before you start the first act. Just it's so just, you know. Just putting it out just, there. Just so you know. Like, an author of a book doesn't write the first chapter and go, we'll see fucking how it goes now. Yeah, like, we'll figure, publish that. <laughs> we'll fucking fi- figure out the end and then write the first page. Like, And I also heard that there was going to be th- uh, this new series or whatever you want to call it is going to kick off with a new video game mm. and that's going to that's going to be part of the story with uh, more loot boxes and more ways to buy f- more microtransactions microtransactions are the way of the future I think I, uh, it, now if they do it like that it's really fucking scummy it's Disney Star Wars yeah you're right <laughs> that's all I have to say yeah <laughs> but I they ruined Battlefront <laughs> They did ruin Battlefront. Battlefront 2 on the PS2. Best video game. So good. <laughs> it's the unreal. I even go, if you go back and play that now, it's still just as good. It holds up. But, but the new Battlefront. Looks amazing. Yeah, but it was made it, by the guys it. who made Battlefield. Yeah, that's so. fine. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was always going to look amazing. Like, every game looks amazing now. That's yeah, not- that's just the level we're at in yeah. the world. Um, but, I don't know. I Like, if, if they make another, like, Knights of the Old Republic... That would be good. Yeah, that's a really good game. Nice of the High Republic. Oh, man! Oh, if you, oh, if you could play as a Sith. Imagine you could play as a Sith. That would be good. Imagine you could play as Tom Hardy playing Bane, playing Darth Bane. Imagine Tom Hardy did a Let's Play of, of him playing playing as Bane, playing as Darth Bane. Yes, fighting Yoda. And Yoda says, "I'm Yoda, bitch," <laughs> and it's played by Aaron Paul. <laughs> No, he walks in. They do like a little force thing. Like we are clearly matched in the levels of force. <laughs> Let's do some flippy shit. Well, sorted by a lightsaber battle. How much can he be flippy? He's got to be so flippy. He's got. Can he be flippier than he was? Because he was. So, he was made of fucking elastic. What if Yoda like takes off his cloak and he's jacked? <laughs> he's two foot tall, but he's ripped to the fucking gills. He's just like force ripped. Oh, he's working out like a mad dog <laughs> for every role. He's going to be on the press tour and like, how did you fight? How did you get so ripped, Yoda? 
and the puppet is just there. <laughs> Just nodding and saying, mm, yes. Um, so Kathleen Kennedy also discussed Star Wars fatigue. Right. On okay. this thing. Interesting. And she says, I don't think there was a worry about that, Star Wars fatigue. Right. No worry at all. Sure, we cancelled all the movies we had planned. <laughs> um, she says, and I think we've been ple- pleasantly surprised by people. We're going into television. We've never done live action television for Star Wars. So yet, yes, there's an unknown. And I suppose you could say there's an underlying risk. But what we absolutely know is that there's two very different looks and feels for how the series and the movies will look. So we arrived at the point of view that TV shows will reinvigorate the fan base in a way. What I have to say to that is, because it's a TV show, yes. they can't fall back on the same formula they've fallen back on for a lot of the Star Wars movies. Exactly. And that means people like it when you go out away. When you do something that they haven't seen a dozen times before. But at the same time, don't do different things with women, though. Oh, you can't. So, no. No, like different things, <laughs> but men. <laughs> That's what we want. <laughs> That's what we very specifically want. Like, it's... The, the Mandalorian is a... It's literally... It's a change of pace for Star Wars. It's a it's a story set in the Star Wars universe. Mm. But it doesn't follow any of the beats of the other one. There's no... His, his second name isn't Skywalker. That we know about. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Pedro Pascal. Rhymes with Skywalker. Pedro Skywalker. <laughs> but But if they do more original ideas just set in the universe... Which is what this High Republic one... If the, A High Republic movie cannot have a Death Star. Mm. Yeah, first of all... That, it, what about some sort of bad guys with a big ship, big cannon... See. That has to blow up a platter... And the good guys have to get there in time before the big cannon goes off to blow up said platter. I don't think that's the way to go, personally. I, think, I don't think that story's been done enough. You can't... I don't think you Where's can Palpatine? do it again. Where's Palpatine? Sure, how am I meant to know who's bad? If Palpatine, Palpatine isn't there... He's not alive yet. Yeah, but sure, if he isn't there, how am I meant to know that's the bad guy? He, oh, you'll know it by looking at Darth Bane. <laughs> well, yeah. He looks like a bad guy. Okay, that's fair enough. But does he have a big crane to hold him up? He does, actually, yeah. Does he? No, he doesn't. Oh, man, he got me excited there for a second. <laughs> I, I don't know wh- where you take the story, but I, I want to see a Star Wars story in the Star Wars universe. That's just different. I would love if the High Republic was deemed the best Star Wars movie. That would be amazing. Wouldn't it be? I don't think it will. I think the Skywalker saga of 456 will always take that. Okay, fair. Because it has the nostalgia. But I think you can definitely make something that... I think if this is good, it will have more like resonance than 7, 8, and 9 yeah. ever will. Oh, absolutely! Like even though and Seven is my favorite movie of the franchise, I think as a as a thing that people will look back on, I think people still look back four, five, six. Yeah, and and, and with fondness and nostalgia, of course, obviously. Yeah. But I just think, and and if the High Republic is good, don't make rest Seven on that. more. Yeah, don't continue. I don't think, Sean. What if they make one that's good, and then rewrite the next one? To fill in what happened in the last one, and then rewrite the next one after that to fill in what happened in the two ones previously. And then just rewrite everything. Just make it up as you go along. Maybe. maybe. I think that's a good business practice. Like if you do, like if you do it, do it well. But don't get locked into a formula just for the sake of. That's what we've always done. No, JJ should come back in. Think so. JJ should come back in and do another two. But they'll say they bring in somebody else for the middle. One. Oh yeah, of course, as is tradition. <laughs> as is tradition. Um, though George Lucas is the middle one. 
I hate the sand it's coarse beautiful <laughs> it gets everywhere um, I have another bit of Star Wars news and that is the Star Wars Star Wars fans are campaigning to release the JJ cut Heard after rumours of deleted scenes in the rise of Skywalker of course spoilers ahead for Star Wars the rise of Skywalker JJ Abrams directed that movie but now they say that there were many scenes cut that the movie was closer to three hours and JJ was not best pleased with what originally what they seen in the cinemas and it was okay. not his finished article I mean three hours would be a slog for that film big slog that would be tough to see. it was already through. a slog it's already kind of a <laughs> slog but what was it two hours twenty yeah about that so forty minutes so essentially like you could get another act out of it yeah that's that's a lot to have cut out and if 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 he if he's saying that it's all gold, mm. then of course he'd say that though. That's the thing. This is very similar to the Snyder Cut. Yeah, like a movie comes out that people really care about. People have a lot of attachment to just the idea of that movie. Justice League, Star Wars. Yeah, like people want it to be good, and then it doesn't. It comes out, and it doesn't meet expectations. Doesn't, not that it's bad, but it doesn't meet ex, like it doesn't satisfy you yeah so it's natural for people to be like there has to be more yeah they, they, there's something missing if the studio cared about this property as much as I did there has to be more yeah that they're probably the big ups the big ups the lead them not the little guy you know like, what I mean but I don't know maybe JJ, the movie was just bad it could be and just leave and it and more won't fix that you, the, more of bad stuff it's still bad stuff. Like, th- this is why we have, what was it, three and a something hours of a Watchmen movie. Yes. Because Zack Snyder just wanted to put everything in. But is it better because he put everything in? Not really. No. Because th- now the pace of everything is different. How is Watchmen longer than, say that Watchmen Zack Snyder cut yeah. is longer than Avengers Endgame? I, I know and I know which one I'd rather watch again. Avengers Endgame is racking, wrapping up 22 movies. Watchmen is just Zack Snyder going throw everything in. And also, forget a load of shit from the comics. Just for leave it. Just it's fine. Just a big it. octopus. He's not in it. It's fine. It's a much better story. Yeah. And Alan Moore hates it. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, they are now saying that there was a scene apparently where the Finn, Finn was seen using the Force. Right. he's Force sensitive. It, I it think, would explain the re- when he was like, I need to tell you something. Yeah. And then it's never said again. Yeah. I d- yeah, that that was a weird one that I feel mm. if you're going to cut out one bit of it, cut out all of it. Mm. But maybe they just couldn't work around it. Maybe. See, I don't I don't think it's going to fix the inherent problems that people have with this movie. No, I think if you have a scene where Finn uses the Force and when he's trying to tell Ray about his connection to the Force, he just does it. Yeah. I don't think that movie's any better. Not at all. <laughs> and I don't think Finn needs to be Force sensitive either. I think Finn's story is interesting enough. I think, I think he could have been force. I would have no issue with that. Yeah. Him being force sensitive. I think it might add an extra layer to him as a character. But I think it makes number eight then even worse with what they did with him. Yeah. Because it's like, well, if he's force sensitive, why did you build that up at all? Because clearly Ryan Johnson was like, he's not force sensitive. Yeah. And like, a, you know, a stormtrooper who defected. That's a, like, you could have a movie about that. And he's the leader of the resistance. Yeah. Like, I I don't think he needs to be part of 
the Jedi and everything like that. Now, this is all unverified, by the way. This whole J.J. Abrams quote and all this. Yeah. It was some dude on Reddit. Definitely a dude. It was yeah. just like, yeah, I've heard. I've heard from my uncle's a aunt. reliable source. From my nephew's aunt. My dad dogs. works at Star Wars. Yeah, my dad is Star Wars. My dad he, is in the war. <laughs> and he told me to tell you to tell him to tell me. That there's another whole cut. JJ cut a whole different movie, Jesus. and it's all there by him and Zack Snyder. Him and Zack. Like I, I, I have no doubt there was some stuff left on the cutting room floor. There always is. I just don't think a director's cut would fix this movie. No, I think the movie stays mostly the same. Yeah, there's no way they shot a whole different third act. Exactly. Like it's the same movie. It just have a scene where Finn is force sensitive. And then there might be a different scene somewhere along the way. Um, apparently, something about Kylo Ren, uh, in that he gave a, a stellar performance. Um, and it was him doing coming back to his redemption. But right. nothing else really said about that. But like, you already had Kylo Ren's redemption in it. Yeah, like he is. He had a good arc in that movie. Mm. I think. Um, it's just that it it's a lot of it was just rewriting what came before and I don't know there's only one thing that actually is interesting for this is that they said see once again they said they said they said she said he said who cares but they said oh there was also Oscar Isaac um, and John Boyega they were in a romantic relationship like Finn and Poe were together in his cut which there's I don't think there's no cut of this movie that they had the balls to no. follow through on that because even though I think a lot of people thought yeah obviously they're clearly in a relationship but together there's no way that they filmed that no because Disney would have had a heart attack if that footage existed imagine imagine the scenes but like they did honour all gay relationships they had those I would say three frames three frames <laughs> James, we could go to four maybe <laughs> Go to four frames. <laughs> I mean... Which they then cut out for certain releases. Absolutely cut out. For, so really, it's not not really that great when you no. think about it. They'll have it when it suits them. Yeah. Oh, yes. Have their cake, eat it too. Yeah. Get, get the publicity. Cut it out for when you don't need it. Exactly. Smart. It's smart business thinking. That's how the mouse gets uh, his cheese. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Just as you thought, the Rise of Skywalker, maybe there wasn't everything you needed. It. There's a whole 40 more minutes where the whole movie would change. It's all fixed. All fixed, and every plot hole is completely fixed in this 40 minutes that JJ probably did, and he's been screwed. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy, that's who it is. Yeah, it's her fault, let's blame her. Look, lads, maybe we just all have to accept that sometimes movies don't live up to expectations. That's true. And they film hours upon hours of footage, and normally it takes a director to just pick the best hour, two and a half hours they have. Yeah. If you can't get a good movie in two and a half hours... Like, adding more time isn't going to fix it then. No, you're just adding more bad stuff. Exactly. To try and save it. Um, it That reminds me of the episode of The Simpsons where they're digging and they're like, how, what do we do? We dig up. Well, how do we do that? Just keep digging down yeah. and see if it'll go up. <laughs> dig up, stupid. <laughs> uh, okay, we're moving on to our next piece of news and that is Marvel-based because Doctor Strange, this has come out just just before we start recording this. Interesting. Hot off the press. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness has lost its director. 
Oh, yes. Did not hear this. Yeah, that's what. It's so new that you did not hear about it. Okay. Yes. Who was, who was the director and what's happened? So Scott Derrickson yeah. was going. He directed Doctor Strange. Yeah. And he was set to do- direct Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which is going to be coming out in 2021, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it has now been confirmed that over creative differences, Fuck. he has exited the project. Right. Sean, what are your initial thoughts? This is completely un. Uh, what's it, undiscussed you haven't yeah. even told about this I'm okay. hitting you with this fact right okay first of all I think Scott Derrickson did a great job yes. in Doctor the, the first Doctor Strange mm. because there's a lot in that movie that you just need to trust that everything will work out you know with all the VFX and everything going on I'm I'm nervous that this is a factor of uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision uh, WandaVision uh, that's coming to Disney Plus and that is said to tie in to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. True. So I'm I'm thinking that there's some hard and fast rules being set in one division that he didn't find out about, mm. and now and they don't work with what he with the story he's looking to tell. Well, for example, just a few weeks ago, Scott Derrickson took a stand against the tightly dictated release dates placed by studios in a tweet, and he just tweeted th- these words: "Studio release dates are the enemy of the art." Is what he said. Okay, so Scott Derrickson dared to have an opinion. So he made the mistake of they set him to a release date. Yeah. And he was doing all this. He's like, I might not be able to make that date if we want to make this good. Yeah. And they said, okay, cool, bye. <laughs> we'll get someone else who will make that date. Yeah, but like, uh, that, that's what happened with Black Panther is that they were rushing to get to the release date. Yeah. And that's why that last scene is just a CGI fight mess kind yeah. of thing. But I like... I, I want to go back on what I said about the whole story thing. Because mm. Kevin Feige is now head of story. Yes. So I think he that's fine. Leave that where it lies. But I think is it might have been he was under pressure and he wanted to make a good movie, but they weren't giving him time. Mm. Because I, I imagine Doctor Strange is going to have a lot to... A lot of it is going to come in the editing. So you want to give time for that. See, here's the thing. I actually think Doctor Strange losing a director is a lot more impactful than another movie losing a director because Doctor Strange is a movie as you said a lot of it is done in the edit yeah, and it's definitely a movie like it's called In the Multiverse of Madness or whatever Like, there's a lot going on there's a lot going on there's a lot of visuals and there has to be a lot of things that have to just be in the director's head yeah. so like I want to do this 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 and this and that is very hard to bring someone new in and just be like you have this hole to play with <clears throat> and he's like yeah but what what are we doing here? Yeah, like, what am I looking at? What what are we seeing at this exact scene? Like it must have been a lot of it was in Derrickson's head, and so losing him from the project, I think, is going to have a massive impact against this project. Yeah, because it's not even just oh he know he can imagine how things are going to look. Like he actively knew how things worked mm. in like in that you know like in the mirror the science. Dim- yeah, the mirror dimension even. That's a fucking marvel of VFX. Mm. But you need to know how everything works. Like, if you take a step here, what does it do 10 feet down in the kaleidoscope that you're running around exactly. in? Exactly. So, like, if you lose Captain America director, yeah, it's just like, a guy can jump real fast, and or jump real high, run real fast, and you can punch real hard. Yeah. If a fight scene occurs, that's fight. If you bring a new director into Doctor Strange, there are so many different rules that have been set up 
that yeah. probably haven't even been spoken out loud that you're going to break because you're just like trying to catch up on the spot. Yeah, it's the same as like, we reference him a lot, it's the same as like if you replace James Gunn for Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. The tone is so specific for Guardians that and I don't think another director could replicate it. You, what you would end up doing is just doing like... Um, I was going to say a testimony. What am I thinking of? Uh, a like, tribute. A, a tribute. Yeah, a tribute. Yeah. A tribute act yeah. is what you would do. You would just be like pretending to do James Good. I think the next guy coming in will just pretend to do Derrickson. Yeah, which might would might not be as good. We, we don't want to oh, no, put like, anything on the, whoever the new director. The thing about is. this is, even if they bring in the best person ever, yeah. I still think the problem arises that you're not Scott Derrickson. If, yeah, if you were, he wrote the movie. Or he was involved in the writing of the screenplay of the first one. Yeah. And he's been in production for this second one for the last, I would say, three years. When did Doctor Strange go? 2016? Was it 2016? It might have been 2016, So I think they've been working on this since then to get this one perfect. Yeah. He must have been so involved in every single step that if you take him out, like, that's a massive cog. And, like, think of everything that's happened since the Doctor Strange origin movie. Like... The things that Doctor Strange is able to do in this universe now. He's now ultra powerful. Like, he's unreal. Like, so it's, it's, it's like the first Doctor Strange times a hundred is what should be happening. But you've taken out the one character, one person that could hold it together. Yeah. Which is, it's a bold move. Let's (laughs) see if it pays off. He, they said he left amicably. Okay. What are we thinking on this, Sean? I'm thinking he said... They all leave amicably, don't isn't they? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I think it's a case of he said, I need more time. They said, we're not going to give you. He went, well, I'm going to leave if you don't. They went, fine, we'll replace you. It's yeah. fine. Like the only one... like the only Marvel- Disney them. The Disney them. Mm. The only Marvel movie I can think of being pushed back is Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Mm. And we still have no release date on that. No, but that was for different reasons. That's true. But I just think... I don't know. I do, I feel like it's more Disney than Marvel, if you get me. One division was actually moved from sw- spring twenty twenty one to this year, recently. Okay, so it's actually brought forward to set up to set up. I think this movie. Yeah, because there's there's a thing that like I think Scarlet Witch. This is where she's gonna get her like comic Scarlet Witch powers. Yeah, where she's ultra powerful. Yeah, and I think she's gonna create certain lives. For herself, mm. Doctor Strange, as the protector of our dimension, is going to not be happy with that. that. Yeah. So, I, but I just, I think, I think one is affecting the other somehow. I just don't know how. I think it's a case of they wanted to bring that out first to like set up, which I think put him in under even more pressure because they're like, we've put this forward, yeah. so you have to make that date. Yeah. You can't move it, like. Because we've moved a whole one division ahead because we think it'll be better here, which means put you under more pressure that you have to yeah. get all of this done. I mean, yeah, there was a study done, and this is if you release in this window, this is when people will most likely see it after yeah. seeing one division. So he's, but, but the people who pay for Disney Plus are going to see it anyway. Yeah, anyway, you can just watch it whenever you want. Yeah. So right. yeah, Derrickson has left the the building. He's what? left Disney. I think this is like the hardest replacement job you're going to find. Yeah, unless you were trying to replace the Russos for Endgame. Yeah, like, I think, not even that Derrickson has, like, a very interesting style. He's the only one that knows Doctor Strange's style, really. As There's nobody on the planet that knows... There's no one else who's made a Doctor Strange movie. <laughs> no, scientifically, no. Yeah. So, and he's the only one that has been working on this one for the past three years. 
like I do, I think it's going to be tough, and I think it's going to be the Edgar Wright effect. Yeah, where it, whoever follows up, you take a few of his scenes and then just try and work around that. Yeah, and there's always that Scott probably would have done it better. Yeah, you know. Um, okay, we're going to move on to our next piece of news, and that is Knives Out. Knives Out. Knives Out, as it says in the streets. There's a sequel in the workshop. Okay. Have you seen Knives Out? Nah. Have you not? No, I still haven't. I seen it the other night. Any good? It's out with cinemas. Fair enough, I'll get so, on DVD. Knives Out is very, very good. Chris Evans? It's Chris Evans. It's got um, James Bond himself. Ryan Johnson's directed. Interesting. Um, it's got... Oh, no. I've forgotten her name. Uh, Lady. Ah, yes. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Sorry, Lady. She's great. <laughs> yeah. So, it's like, it's an amazing cast. Um, so, it's got... It's like a murder mystery. It's a whodunit. I love it. And I think a, who, a whodunit is really good if they don't come out... Like, if this came out the same rate as, like, a Marvel MCU movies... Yeah. I think very quickly be like, all right, I'm fucking sick of whodunits. But you we never get whodunits anymore. No, like, Miss Marple is off the t- telly and everything like that. I think it was uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, that was the last one. That was the last one. And then Knives Out came out and... So Daniel Craig plays a detective character in it. Interesting. called Benoit Blanc. Nice. Benoit Blanc. Benoit Blanc. But he has a Southern American accent. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. It's, it's, it's like a drawl. I think he could have made that character British <laughs> and it wouldn't change anything. I think he could have made him French because he's called Benoit Blanc. Yeah. But, okay. Look. <laughs> but he's got like a Southern drawl and it's really weird when he first starts talking but it's it's quite a fun movie. You definitely would be like, I don't know who did it. I don't know who did it. And then halfway through I was like, Oh, I know who did it. And then it turned out to be that person. I was like, I am the smartest man. I am a man. smart boy. I am the smartest boy. Do you know how I found out though? Oh. This is, you'll, you'll like this. I'm not going to tell you anything. No. But there's a scene where two characters are beside each other. Yeah. And one of them is full of light. Like the light is shining in their face. And the other person is dark completely while they're talking. Ah. And I went, that's the murderer. <laughs> that's the bad person. That's the, that's the bad person. Because Ryan Johnson, you wouldn't shoot that in complete darkness unless yeah. there's a reason. So, is there room for a sequel? Or is it just happening? Like, is it the same characters? Is it happening again? So, it's not the same characters, I would assume. So, it's... I think Knives Out as a movie is uh, very just in that house. Right. It's a, it's a murder takes place. It's... Very cliche. Big rich millionaire. He dies in his big house. Yeah. And there's all these guests, all of his daughters and his sons and all their nephews. It's Cluedo. It's, yeah. And Benoit Blanc turns up there and like, somebody in this room murdered him. And I'm going to find out who. And so they go around to everybody and they try and find out. And everyone is like, everyone's a dickhead. Aww, which is good. Yeah. Like, so you don't know, you don't like or dislike it. You're just like, oh, everybody's the worst. Yeah. Chris Evans especially is like the biggest dickhead ever. And it's hilarious because he walks in the scene and immediately you want to like him. Because he's Chris Evans. Because he's Chris Evans. He looks like Chris Evans. But then he's just the worst. So you're just like. Okay, so there's no, like, you're not picking favourites. No, it's everybody is the worst. Interesting. And so everyone could have done it. Yeah. Which is a good way to do it. But like, it's a whodunit and Daniel Craig's detective character basically eats up every scene he's in. Like he's just chewing scenery. Oh, I love it. And he's, every scene he's in, he's just like, he's quietly smoking a cigar and he's just looking. And he's just happy to not be and, James Bond for a while. <laughs> like he's putting it all in. Yeah. You can definitely tell when he cares. And Daniel Craig is like, he's at, he kills every scene that he's in because you're, you're looking at nobody else. Yeah. Like, he's just looking at, he's kind of sitting quietly in the corner and his introduction is, 
the police have like are bringing everybody in they're just like and your father passed away and like where were you at the time and they're all talking he's saying nothing and he actually doesn't even introduce him yeah the police are just doing the investigation and he's sitting behind them beside the piano and every so often every so often someone says something that's a bit weird and he hits a really sharp key on the keyboard or on the piano and then just goes back to sitting down smoking a cigar and you're just like who is that guy and like he's just sitting quietly in the back he's never introduced there's never a scene where he walks into the house the scene just starts and he's just behind him but he says nothing and the camera is moved so that you don't see him until the camera just slightly moves around the police officer and he's just sitting 10 yards back behind him at a piano just sharply hitting the key that's good and you're just like who the fuck is that dude <laughs> he's hardcore <laughs> he's hardcore but it's really really good so um, the minute I seen Daniel Craig and Benoit Blanc yeah. uh, the first thing I thought of was he should have his own series like oh, okay. some sort of movie like a Poirot kind of deal yeah and so I think that's what this is there's a Knives Out sequel in the works the story is to centre on Daniel Craig's detective character so it's him Interesting. going around to different murders and trying to solve the murderer and I think Ryan Johnson is amazing at this it's it's grossed it's a 40 million dollar budget yeah and it grossed nearly 250 million dollars big success worldwide that's a lot of money yeah that's 210 million dollars more than it cost pure profit <laughs> pure profit so um, I think that this movie definitely I think a sequel would be great and I think Daniel Craig would love to do it which is a good thing yeah I think you who done it they're fucking unreal. <laughs> they're just they're good. They're good fun. They're like. just lo- good fun and like you you go into it and I just remember going, I can't wait to think I don't know who did it, but it's gonna, gonna figure it out. It's it's actually they're hard to do because you need it so that it's obvious who did it. Yeah. But that's it's, a, but it's not obvious who did it. Yeah, that's the thing in that in any like murder mystery mm. within the first ten minutes you should meet the murderer. Yeah, yeah. Like, there. Have you, did you watch Broadchurch on BBC? Yes. In, in the first ten minutes of that show, is just walking through the town, and you meet everybody. You meet every character. Yeah. And one of them is. And Broadchurch is one of my proudest moments ever. I knew who it was in the second episode Go of season one. Interesting. And I didn't know why I knew, but for some reason I went, "Oh, I think it's them." Even though there was no evidence based on that at all. I was like, just a hunch. I just a hunch and I think it was them. And then throughout the whole thing, I was just like, I forgot all about it. Yeah. And in the end, I was like, I fucking knew it. <laughs> I'm so right. <laughs> I never know anything like that. My only two big moments was Broadchurch and L.A. Noir. Have you been oh, L.A. Noir? Yeah, yeah, yeah. L.A. Noir, I knew there's a big, long uh, murder case in L.A. Noir covered yeah. like the Black Dahlia murders. Yes. And I knew who the killer was the very, very first mission on the very, very first interview. I knew who the killer was. And I didn't know why I knew, but I just knew. That's amazing. And everything else, every other murder mission I've gotten wrong 75 times in a row. But you've gotten those two. Two two perfectly (laughs) right. Two perfectly right. That's why they stick out, because I'm wrong all the time. But look, that's a good result for a detective. In CSI, it's always just like, who did the interview 20 minutes in? Like yeah. about twenty minutes, just after the first ad break, you just look at your water like twenty one minutes in. Yeah, it's probably that guy. Probably them. <laughs> it's probably them. So they are doing a sequel. Would you watch uh, oh, a Who Done It over and over oh, again? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like uh, I think that's a good way of doing a series. Is you have one character, but it's different stories every time. That's and why Indiana Jones works. Yeah, so it's the, you put the detective in different areas, and yeah. he figures it out different ways. 
I think you couldn't do the same murder thing like that. I think obviously the murder would have to change. Like, oh yeah, the process of the murder. See, the trick with that is to not make it ridiculous. Then yes, like don't be like the parrot did it. <laughs> Well, the parrot... Oh, this is actually weird because the parrot actually did do it in, in those nice out. And Elaine Noir. And Broadchurch. And Broadchurch. Fucking killer parrot. Fucking gets around, boys. I knew it was always him. <laughs> <laughs> I just pick on parrots. You just hate parrots. It's a so fucking much. parrot. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Nice Out is going to be getting a sequel. I'm actually very much looking forward to it. I wouldn't... I couldn't recommend, recommend it enough. I will watch it. It's a good evening. It's a good movie to just stick on for an evening. That's what I like. And there's yeah. no, like, you don't need that and going in, you don't need that and going out. No, and there's no... I was going to say there's no sequel or franchise, but there probably isn't going to be a franchise. It's just the murder is set in the house. Yeah. Like, those murder mystery things are going to be like, do you remember the last murder? Well, this is a lead on from that. It's just like, these are probably all just set. They're enclosed. Yeah, it's like turned on an episode of Poirot or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, So we're moving on to our next piece of news, and that is Christian Bale is in early talks for Tor, Love and Thunder. Interesting. Yes. Why? Christian Bale is making a return to comic books. Why now? Why this one? <laughs> Money. <laughs> Do you think that Taika Waititi has the kind of pull that he can bring back people from all over the place? I think so. Yeah. I, and, I, like, Christian Bale is a good actor. But he what? said he was done with all comic book movies after the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. But, like... But but he's done very well after that as well. He was in Green Book and shit. He's been in Ford versus Ferrari, The Fighter, The Big Short, uh, Green Book, as you said. Like yeah. he, he's had quite like a few unreal movies that he's been part of. Yeah. So unless he's just wants a comic book under his belt, why would like, you? A second one, I guess. Like I don't know because once you play Batman, where do you go? Surely that's like. He he can't come in for a bit part in mm. Love and Thunder. Yeah. So, but here's the thing. Taika Waititi somehow has convinced Christian Bale, world's biggest maniac, where's yeah. my lighting? Yeah. God, Jesus. He brought him in. Natalie Portman, who said also she would never do another yeah. comic movie, has been brought back in for this movie. Does Taika Waititi have a bit of a charm that he can just be like, ah, come on, come now, on now. now, come yeah. on now. Oh, you will. Ah, you go will. on. Yeah, I think it is that and that he's just... I think I think people just not even trust him, but they trust his work. Like they see what he makes. Yeah, they know that he's not going to make something he's not proud of. But Scarlett Johansson is a Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, like there, there's there's no reason not to trust Taika Waititi when it comes to making the film that he wants to make, especially making a tour film. He's yes. only made one. He's a hundred percent success rate. So I think that's pretty good. Yes. So I, now I don't know who Christian Bale would play. Nobody really knows. They've they've kept all of the plot details completely Very secret. secret. Okay. All we know is that Natalie Portman could be play is will probably play Lady Tor. Yeah. That's it. Well, and that is literally just because she got a hammer at Comic Con. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah, and someone just made the connection. So, I suppose he could. Like, Christian Bale could play anyone. Yeah. And. You know, he's used to getting jacked and then getting very not jacked. Yeah. So, I th- like, you can't even base it off body type with him. <laughs> no. Yeah. He could also be an animated character. Yeah. Like, he could do, like, a core kind of just another uh, another monster. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, if Christian Bale plays Beta Ray Bill. Oh. My. God. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, who's Beta Ray Bill? Beta Ray Bill is Horse Thor. Yes. He, he is Thor. Is 
Okay. She's from a race of aliens who have the face of a horse. Mm. And there's aliens. Why log this? Exactly. Exactly. But, uh, Better Bill, uh, after Thor, I think Thor's killed her and capacitated or something, but he is worthy of picking up Thor's hammer, Mjolnir. And so he works away with that. He's Thor. He's. Interesting. Yeah. So what if a movie had him and it also had Lady Thor and it also had normal Thor? If you had all the Thors teaming up. Teaming up against some sort of monster. Would that not be a cool visual, would you say? I think it would. <clears throat> and. Thor has been on an introspective route recently, exactly. trying to learn who he is. Yeah. If he saw what other Thors are, maybe that would help him decide. Why well, to help him decide, and then you also have the cool image of Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman and Christian Bale all being Thor together, beside each other. Like, it's so good. <laughs> and it, you don't need to do alternate universe or anything even, because no. it's all magic. It's all bullshit. It's aliens. <laughs> I think he's better, eh, Bill? Your eyes have lit up. I am, I am going to say it now. If I, look, if I'm wrong, grand. Yeah. If I'm right, 100,000 euro. 100,000? Who's giving you this money? The patrons. The patrons. Jesus Christ. <laughs> There's big stakes. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're wrong, you owe them 100,000 euro. In podcasts, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I pay myself 200,000 euro an episode. Oh. So I'll be seeing you. I think yeah, I think that'd be very good. <laughs> um, this movie's now coming out until November fifth, twenty twenty one. So they're gonna have four movies that year by my by my count. By your um, count. So they have they'll have Tor. Mm-hmm. They have Spider Man. They have uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah, that's three. They have three. And uh, hang on, I had it up here. Um, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is ah, February 12th very good so Shang-Chi Doctor Strange uh, Thor Love and Thunder and the third Spider-Man movie will come out dude four Marvel movies four Marvel in a year. movies in the same year that's insane 2021 is going to be big we're going to be busy which is why Doctor Strange had to be kept to such a tight schedule ah because you can't yeah because there's four of them I suppose now that they've set that in stone it's hard to push back because if you push back one, you're pushing back dozens. Or you can really. swap them, I suppose. No, but then you're dicking over, like whoever you're swapping with, you know. Yeah, it's fair enough. Um, okay, we're finishing off movie Mondays this week with the big trailer that dropped, and it is the Birds of Prey trailer. Sean, where would you like to begin with First the Birds of Prey? Also, watch the Birds of Prey trailer if you haven't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let me talk about this. I think th- this is a really. Good trailer. Yes. I am honestly surprised at how good this is. I don't know why. <laughs> we were both really looking forward to this movie though. Yeah, we are. But I just like, I'm so used to trailers just being a trailer. But this yeah. is actually like, I got the vibe of the movie out of this. I say, I have fun, exclamation mark. Yes, very fun movie. It looks fun. Uh, so we see, like, Harley Quinn is given like, you know, the Spider-Verse narration. Mm-hmm. It's like, so here's the story. <laughs> here's my origin story again. Yeah. And it gives you it gives you what you need to know going in, really. Yeah, you know, like it lets you know that they don't just team up because they all like each other. I really like that. Yeah, that it explains it in the trailer because me and you had that question: Why are these people together? Yes, like there's no reason to bring Black Canary and Harley Quinn into and, the same team and Renee Montoya, and Renee Montoya and Cassandra Cade and Huntress. Like, yeah. what do they have? I can understand Huntress and Black Canary. Yeah, because they work. Yeah, and even Renee Montoya. Like, but when you incorporate villains into that, yeah, 
But Harley Quinn is just like, no, he wants you dead, he wants you dead, you dead, it's, you dead, I think and li- me dead. The list is Cassandra Cain robbed him. Yes. Uh, I don't know, somebody betrayed him. Black Mask, we're talking about, by Yeah, the way. sorry, Black Mask, played by Hugh McGregor, who I think is going to be really, really good I in this. Gonna be, I think he's going to be terrifying. Yeah, terrifyingly, evilly amazing. Evilly nice. Yes. Uh, he's going to be, he was robbed, he was betrayed, somebody killed his BFF, and Renee Montoya is making a case against him and the police. So, that lines up all four of them along with Harley yeah. who he just wants to get killer yeah and and that's presumably because like she says uh, since she left the Joker she discovered a lot of people want her dead mm. so I think a lot of people are afraid of the Joker and now, yeah. now they need to learn to be afraid of Harley Quinn that, see that's an interesting concept yeah like that's a very comic booky thing that nobody touches Harley Quinn because Jesus if you piss off the Joker you're going to die not that Harley Quinn isn't no, dangerous herself. But they don't think that. They, they always, yeah, they're just like, oh, she's zany. Like, yeah. she's just a zany sidekick. Whereas the Joker, if you piss off the Joker, you're gonna die. Yeah, she's a killer psychopath. <clears throat> He'll blow it. Yeah, like, she's also a psychopath. Like, why is she with him? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, she's just as dangerous as he is, but, uh, it's just a way of, I think it's because if you have, like, if you have, like, a really bad person, but then you've got Hitler beside them. Yeah. Immediately you're like, I better not piss off Hitler because, you yeah. know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Joker's the worst of the worst. Oh, he's, he's, a, he's like the most feared villain. Like, I'm sure, like, Black Mask doesn't... Black Mask doesn't fuck with Joker. Yeah. It, there's only one incident I can think of in film, and that's uh, Under the Red Hood. Yeah. That movie is Black Mask as a last-ditch effort. He's making a play. He's making a play, and this is his last-ditch to try and take down Red Hood, and he gets Joker involved. And then Joker, there's a scene where Joker's in the the police room yeah. with Black Mask, and he's got all of his henchmen around him, and he's like, I'd like a glass of water. And they just give him a glass of water, and he takes one sip, and then he uses the glass to slice three of their necks, and then just grabs Black Mask and just has them on the floor. So good. <laughs> and it's just like, never trust Joker in any plan. Like, Black Mask is, Black Mask is all about organisation. Yeah, he's, he, he leads the organised crime. Yeah, like, he's the biggest mobster in Gotham, so he's all about just having guys there, being in control, always, everything goes perfectly to plan, and if it doesn't, we back out. Yeah. We back out immediately because it's not safe. And we regroup. We regroup. Joker's the complete opposite of that. Joker's like, I don't have a plan, but I'm going to win. I'm I'm just anarchy. Yeah. And so they never work together. Nobody in Gotham, as you said, is crazy enough to fuck with Joker. So then the minute he leaves, they're like, how could we harm the Joker without attacking the Joker? Yeah. We take out Harley Quinn. But that's going to be a lot harder than the thing. Yeah, because yeah. she's just as fucking mental as he is. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, and like the, all of this movie looks good. Like the, we see some fights in this. What did you think of the fight scenes? I think they look good. They don't look too floaty. No. You know, like the danger with a character like Harley Quinn is that they just put her on wires for the whole thing, mm. and she's like doing four backflips at once. I think, but she, it's very like ground level how she would fight. I like the idea that she's clearly not. She's the worst fighter in that group. Of in she, terms of training, in terms of training, and in terms of like maybe not in effectiveness, but yeah. in training, like Black Canary and Cassandra Kane. Like Cassandra yeah. Kane should be straight up killer. Yeah. Um. Renee Montoya has police training. Renee Montoya should be more organized, and she's just she is just a crazy person with a bat. Yeah. But she also like Suicide Squad probably made her overpowered, but amongst this group, she'll probably be the same level. Which is good. Yeah, exactly. There's no one better than anyone on that team. No. I don't think. 
Black Canary, we see the Canary cry for yeah, a short that was the cool. moment. Yeah, that was I pretty like good. That. That, is it natural or with the necklace? I, I couldn't actually, say. I couldn't tell. I couldn't see either. It flashed up, but I couldn't Which actually see. Which would you see. prefer? Um, I think it should probably be with some sort of necklace. No, I think I prefer natural. Yeah. But does natural work in this universe? Well, I suppose it does. Well, it's technically Superman and Batman, or Superman and the Flash all exist here. Yeah, that's true. But I don't it, know. See, having a necklace means that that necklace is absolutely getting taken off at some point. Yeah, whereas if it's natural, I think she's the most powerful character they have by some distance, because Black Canary's a fucking badass. Yeah, so I think you have to... It weakens her. her a little yeah, bit. you have to nerf her a little bit because if if she has a natural ability to do that and she's in that group, you just put her front and center in every fight scene. Yeah, why would she never not use it? Yeah, yeah, at all times, and then just win. Uh, we got a reference to Bruce Wayne as well. Yeah, at the end, that, like so, because she talk the hyena is called Bruce. Bruce, but well, in reality, the hyenas are called Bud and Lou. Yeah. They're her hyenas. Okay. Um, I think you mentioned that to me before. Yeah, because you, you asked, why does she have hyenas? Because hyenas laugh. That's yeah. the thing. So, she always has hyenas. It was first introduced in the animated series, I think. Oh, sick. That, that Paul Dini came up with the idea that Harley Quinn would have two hyenas. Two that, laughing Two hyenas. laughing hyenas, because she's Harley Quinn. Yeah. The Joker. That's class. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a really cool, like, small thing, but yeah. I, I think it's good. But she thinks Bruce Wayne is cute. <laughs> Who could not? How could you not? He's the most eligible bachelor in Gotham. Always busy at night, though. <laughs> you can never get him on the phone. Um, what do you think about her narrating? Um, do you think she will be narrating throughout the entire movie? Or is it just a trailer thing? I think it might just be a trailer marketing thing. Okay. Because the poster we got for this is... Uh, it's like... It, it was the... You know, the title, Birds of Prey. And then in Harley Quinn's handwriting. Yes. It was on the Fantabulous Emancipation. So, I, th- I think it's just a marketing thing. I don't think it's going to be throughout the whole thing. Right, okay. May- I, no, I, look, if it is, I don't think that's necessarily bad. <laughs> I think it would be good to have maybe her as an unreliable narrator. Like, she's that's saying true. things that happened, she thinks have happened. See, you could do it like train spotting either. How do you mean? Like, well, look, if Ewan McGregor's in both movies. Of course. <laughs> Put some drugs down a toilet. Yeah. <laughs> but you, uh, sorry, Trainspotting is like, it's very much, uh, it's her, th- it, it's weird. It's like mm. her thoughts in the moment, but afterwards. Yeah. Is what it'd be doing. Yeah. Like she was given a police tip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, this is all rated, by the way, as well. Excellent. Yeah. There's no reason it shouldn't be good just because it's all rated. It's no way it shouldn't be bad, or yeah, it should be should be good though because it's alright. Like you have to make it good, make a good movie. But, yeah, but I I I admire that they didn't go PG thirteen to try and get all the little. Are you yeah. are you against or for the fact that this is still very Harley centric? As in, like the trailers. I thought the first trailer would be Harley. Yeah, and then the next trailers would slowly zone her out not even zone her out but just like concentrate on other people in the movie put, put more yeah but they still have her front and centre like this trailer this trailer still starts with her talking about how she left Joker see it is her movie really see, the more I talk about like she's literally in the, although I suppose the Birds of Prey are also in the heading that's so. true that's true mm. I don't know maybe, like I can totally see a, a, just a solo Birds of Prey movie coming out after this I can understand the logic that she's your biggest actor and yeah. she's your most well-known character. So you put her front center. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's mm. like a better Charlie's Angels, though. 
Okay. Where like it, they're not, uh, they're they're all gonna be. I think they're all gonna have a moment to shine, like really shine. Oh, in of the them. Mo- in the movie itself, I think so. Do you yeah. think she'll turn good in the end and join the birds, or she'll I, be the villain? I think I think she'll go off on her own. Yeah. And just be like, I'll see you around, kind of deal. I like how she said it was a mutual breakup. And like yeah. she was taking it well, and then it just shows her eating the cheese drink. She's out of a can. And, and setting fires. And crying. <laughs> yeah. Crying on a couch. I, I like the fact that she's like an unreliable narrator. She's talking about things that are clearly not happening. Yeah. It's like, I took it really well. Took a, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was great. Yeah, it was really, it was really mutual. We both agreed on it. So just me and Mr. J, we're just we're split. It's, such a, it's just a good intro to the tone I think because it immediately is like oh this is not taking itself too seriously yeah that's, this is a comic book movie it's good that's exactly it so, yeah I like it yeah so I'm that is that is Birds of Prey I, the more I see about this the more I'm like there's so many good things in this movie is that out this year it is February 7th February 7th that's close that's pretty close what three weeks four weeks from now yeah we're gonna have to yeah, go nearly, to cinema a, nearly a month from now yeah or just under a month from now so like we can go cinema and see that I think that'd be good we're gonna go together yeah, we can try to go together. Oh, we'll go together. I think I have a driving lesson that day. But oh, we'll, sure, that's fair we'll enough. We'll work around the place, don't you worry. Jeez, <laughs> your plan to end. <laughs> After booking events. Of course. Um, do you want to take us out, Chad? Yes, thank you everyone very much for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We'll be back on Wednesday with an episode of Weird News Wednesdays, Friday with Hero Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. As I said up top, big thank you to all of our patrons over on Patreon. You guys really help uh, keep the show ticking along. And it's just, it's really nice to see that people are looking to support us. Yeah. Uh, if you don't want to support us on Patreon, the best way to support the show is by telling one human being that we exist. Just the one. Uh, that'll help more people start you listening to us. fucking two people again, right? Here, I know we have to do this every single fucking week. I know, but we keep getting it. But if you tell more than one person, Sean will be at your house. He'll turn up. With cupcakes. At, no. <laughs> Poison cupcakes. <This> <laughs> But the poison is sugar. (laughs) (laughs) It'll kill you in the long run, lads. Say goodbye to those fillings. (laughs) Imagine that was our trend. (laughs) We're going to give you ice cupcakes. (laughs) I mean, look, I don't know how to be good cop or bad cop. No, are we both bad cop or good cop? I think we're both bad cops. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) We're trying to be good cop. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we just don't discuss beforehand. Um, if you want to follow us on any of the social medias, we're on all of them. Facebook, Heroes for Hire Podcast. Instagram, Heroes for Hire Podcast. Twitter, at Heroes for Hire Pod. The four is the number four. And Heroes for Hire underscore at Outlook.com is our email if you want to send us anything. Yay. Think that's all. I think I week. got through this. Yeah, you're, you're My still voice alive. Is just, just slightly going. It's just starting to give out. Just starting to give out. It's like out. a chair that quite hasn't collapsed yet, but God, it's close. <laughs> the, wee, the legs are slightly horizontal, but yeah. not fully horizontal. It does a wobble. You know the chair wobble? Of course. Uh, so I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Mean. I'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.